0: Intentional walk for Schwarber. They get to Davis and with a pitcher spot now on deck. Allen Webster is up in the bullpen. Remember the bullpen wasn't used on Friday. Cubs were off on Thursday. Davis in the air. Deep left.
1: It is gone. That's a grand slam. The tie. right guys welcome back episode four framing the conversation this is Taylor Davis back here with Jeremy Frank uh Devin is not with us he is uh on vacation but instead we got a we got a our first special guest we've been kind of teasing you guys saying we're gonna have our first special guest we got Levi Weaver here with us so very excited to have you here Levi welcome to the podcast come on guys
0: I am so happy to be on um, another podcast besides the one that I am, am doing for the Athletic because I have no idea what I'm doing in that one. So it's just yeah, nice we, to have we don't have any to... idea
2: what we're doing here either, but oh, we're homework. trying to make it yeah. work.
0: <laughs>
2: it Great.
1: Actually, you know, it's actually funny. Like the whole thing started because they, the, the other two, Jeremy and Devin, asked each other to do one on on Twitter, and they both said no. And then I <laughs> messaged them both and said, "I want to do one," and they were like, "All right, we'll do it."
2: So, yeah, if the MLB player asks you to do a podcast, you do a podcast.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so basically, um, you know, we, we just talk and uh, we thought this would be a, a good episode because there, you know, there have been a few signings here and there, but, uh, you know, not the not the major winter meetings that we had on the last podcast. So we had uh, just kind of go over a few things. But let's start off with uh, with the poll from last week, Jeremy
2: yeah so last week we asked um i'll 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 have the exact question in a second but it was regarding um shohei otani the two-way sensation out of japan now on the angels our question was is shohei otani's final full season in the majors in his final full season will he be a full-time pitcher a full-time hitter or a two-way player and last week uh when we asked this question we all actually had different answers i remember i said full-time pitcher which only got ten percent in the poll. I don't remember which side you took, Taylor, but I know Devin took the I other was, one.
1: I was, I was the, I was the crazy one. I took two way. I thought he was gonna. I think, he, I thought he was gonna be a two way guy. Levi, what do you think?
0: I think hitter, and I just think because like, obviously these are two different players, right? Like Shohei Otani is not the same player as Albert Pujols, and I know that that is not a good cop. But as players age, ah. Uh, I mean, designated hitter just provides that ability to stay in the league, I think, maybe a year or two longer than you would. But then, you know, look so, at guys like so Bartolo Colon and even...
1: Right. And that's what... See, and and we I think we all kind of agree with you that had this conversation happened about 10 years ago, I think our answers might have been different, but the, the conversation I mean, up, is old. See, and, that, and the conversation I brought up the last two episodes has been... I really think that there has been a shift and you're seeing these guys in their mid thirties that are throwing the best innings of their careers. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's, you know, uh, Cole Hamels, Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer. These guys are not like, they're, they're not getting worse. They're getting better every year. And I I think that, you know, I think the big, the big thing that people, that scares people away would be the, is, you know, the injury thought. Um, Mm -hmm. but I, I, don't know i mean i you know obviously we don't know i i and honestly on top of that i just hope he's a two-way
0: player like that's what i hope too like that's such an unusual thing and it's like this great novelty to have a two-way player and and it opens up the the possibility that others will follow in his tracks which i love so i mean it's already i I
1: mean it's already kind of started that like you know brendan mckay is now probably going to get a legitimate shot to do both
2: yeah, um, and the reason the reason I said pitcher was because like like you said, Taylor, I think it's a lot easier for pitchers to pitch in their late thirties than this for hitters to hit in their late thirties nowadays, especially with Otani, who's likely going to stay a DH for the rest of his career, and not play any outfield. I think he has to hit really well in order for for him to stay a hitter. So I think that he probably faces out of a, as a hitter as he goes on, but can stay a. Fourth or fifth starter, or like a decent relief pitcher as his as his career goes on. Yeah, you're talking yeah, to me into
1: it. I, yeah, it'll be it'll be fun to watch. Um, so off going off of that, uh, I read an interesting Twitter question, and it was talking about when Babe Ruth was sold, and it said, I I, I don't know the numbers, but it said something, We'll just give you an average. I think it was something like 320 with uh 28 and 28 homers and like 113 RBIs, and I believe on the mound he was. Nine and five with a three two eight. And the question was, what would he be worth today? And that's an interesting question because I would guess that not very long, like shortly, somebody's going to have to put a price on that. I'm hoping. Yeah. Because those are numbers. The the three, I don't know if the 320, like I hope it is, but uh, what he's shown so far, he's been what, like right around like 270
2: ish, right? Like both years. Yeah. He's definitely not made Ruth, but if Babe Ruth had that season now, I mean, you're talking probably upwards of $50 million a season. If he's, I'm assuming he's like 25 in this scenario because he didn't pitch later into his career, but right. he's young. I mean, you're, talking,
1: yeah, you're talking, yeah, this you're talking
2: $50, $60 million a year on the open market, maybe even a little more. Man, so, that's a and, lot. And, 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 and,
1: and, and, it, and it, how about this? So you're talking about $50 million. Okay. Babe Ruth that year, uh, I read later, Faberuth that year had told the Red Sox that he wasn't gonna play for less than twenty thousand dollars a year.
2: Tough bargain. They had sent him a they
1: had sent him a contract. I guess I guess he was making like ten thousand dollars a year and he wanted twenty. And he's like, I'm not gonna play unless you give me twenty. So now we're talking about fifty million. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um that's kinda that's kinda insane. Um 285
0: anyway, just... 285 and 286, by the way, for Otani in each of his first two years.
1: Okay, okay. so a little bit. Little bit Holy cow. Yeah. He had a
0: 925 OPS his rookie year. I forgot that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's people don't realize like he's hit he's it's it's legit power
2: too. It's not mm-hmm.
1: you know, he's catching up to fastball center
2: field and, power. It's not like pulling it over like the 340 fence in right field. He's hitting most of his homers. Like dead center or opposite field, which is crazy. But I think another oh. thing with Ruth that would get him more, even more money than Otani if they had the exact same stats. He actually played the outfield. Otani is a DH, which True. you can't really fault him for for that because he does so much else. But if if he did what he's if he did what Ruth did and also played outfield, that's probably probably at least like five or ten million dollars more if that's even possible.
0: Is that not though? Like, is that not the Angels' decision? Because I think he would. I think yeah, he's obviously capable of playing outfield. I think is that just the only reason that he's not is because the angels want to protect him or
2: yeah, they don't want him getting hurt. Just, we'll I don't know if Madden's yeah. going to treat any differently. I don't know if it was like Otani, like a green. Cause I know Otani did play outfield in Japan. So it's not like it's, I don't think it's his personal decision by himself because I'm sure he'd play outfield if he wanted to, or if they, if yeah. they let him do what he wanted, but <laughs> Madden is crazy sometimes. So maybe we'll see, uh, maybe I mean, is- crazy suggesting that he plays in the outfield. I mean, maybe that's rational.
0: I, I think if we remember, wasn't it Joe Madden that played like six different pitchers in left field in one game a couple of years ago? Because they were like, it was like Travis Wood, made and a sick
2: catch. Stroh Stroh Travis would yeah, Travis Wood made a sick catch. Pedro Stroh played out there.
0: Yeah,
1: Travis Wood hit a home run in the in the playoffs.
2: I, I remember that very well.
0: Yeah, not here's a good question field.
1: for you. Here's a good question for you too, especially good for you, Levi. Considering you'll okay. you'll see them quite a bit. Is there a chance that the uh, Angels lead baseball in homers next year?
0: Ooh, because you a get, a healthy,
1: healthy, get a healthy you're gonna get a you're gonna get a healthy Tommy LaStella. you're gonna get a full year of Otani, and you're adding Rendon. Yeah.
0: Hmm. All right, give me give me some time to think about this. I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to you on it because I'm sure there's a team I'm not not thinking of. It's can't be the well, Twins again. It's to the Yankees. Yeah, no. I'd be surprised if it wasn't the Yankees because right. the
2: Yankees were one off and now they're getting judged for a full season and stand for a full season. And Duhart yeah, and coming back. Be I'd be shocked if they even came within 50 of the Yankees. Okay, within, so the question uh, hey, then becomes, about,
0: are they the closest contender? They
2: That's, were 87 off last year. Is Rendon and LaSalle, and I guess Adele's coming too. But uh, the Yankees made so many additions just from the fact that you're, they're probably not going to have as many injuries this year as last year. Or, or, well, yeah, this year as last year.
1: Well, you're already losing Aaron Hicks. So, Aaron Hicks is already gone, although I don't think he did much
2: last year, did he? Not in the home run, probably. He, he, was, <laughs> he hurt was hurt for a while, too. too yeah.
1: That's, that's, I mean, Stan, man, okay. I mean,
2: Stan and Stan and Judge only combined for 30 home runs last year. You have to assume they're probably the over unders is probably at 75 for them right now, just because of the injury risk and healthy full season. The over-under is probably at like 95. If you guaranteed both of them would be healthy, that's what they're adding. It's not like they're like, They went out and made some crazy moves and signed guys this year. I mean, they're getting their guys back from injuries. I think that's the the difference there.
0: um, Aaron Hicks had 12 home runs last year. Yeah. So
2: they'll probably, I mean, and they're really good at finding guys that can just randomly hit 20 home runs, I feel like. Like, how many did Cameron Maben randomly hit for them last year? Like, did anyone even know, like, who did everyone, did anyone even know Cameron Maben was like on the Yankees until like he actually started hitting well? I mean, Cameron he Mayden kind of
1: bounced around. A little he had 11, he 11
2: runs. home runs last year. Is that? I mean, Cameron yeah, made a good year in twenty nineteen. Hit eleven home runs. They, I think they oh, they yeah, set the that, record for the most guys with uh, ten home runs. They had one, two, three, four, fourteen guys. I think if I counted right, no, with thought, ten home thought, runs or the, I more. Twi- I thought the Twins set that record. Did they? Maybe they did. I thought, I thought it was. I, thought I really thought it was the Yankees.
0: At some point, oh, I, I just gave up, and I was like, the Twins and the Yankees have both broken every record this year, the end.
2: Every we'll power record, yeah. And its I think Jeez. the one thing with the Twins and the Yankees is a lot of people think that the Twins aren't going to be able to like sustain their hitting because they relied so much on the home run. They had like the exact same offense as the Yankees. They had a batting average of three points higher, an on-base percentage of one point lower, and a slugging percentage of four oh. points higher. They're really the same offense. And the Twins had the second-best yeah. batting average in baseball last year. They're, they're not that rel- – I mean, they're reliant on the home runs and the fact that they led baseball, but they were second in batting average. You can't have those like, mean, the gonna- old folks saying they're going to come down because you can't rely on solo homers. They hit 270 as a team last year.
0: Yeah. So I mean, they were
2: getting
1: back pretty much their whole team too, right?
0: Yeah. For the most part.
1: Offensively,
0: they made a couple of additions, if I'm not mistaken. Who did they bring in, the Twins? Oh, well,
1: well Sh- shoop has gone and crone uh, has gone. They both went to the Tigers.
2: And Sano no. too. Sano did, did 34 home Didn't he go to Kansas City? Or no, Kansas, I'm thinking of so. Michael Franco. My bad. I- oh, right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why I thought they got rid of They're moving into first base, though, I think. I think that was the thing with him. I could be wrong. Okay. You guys can yell at me for that. No, but, I don't know. Um, who? But yeah, they're a solid team nonetheless. Kepler is really underrated for them. Um, so is Polanco. They just have a really underrated team. Like, I think people look at their team and, like, they can't keep it up because, like, I haven't heard of any of these guys, but, like, they're they're just as good as their counterparts who are more well known. Like, Luis Arias was really underrated for them last year. He has a chance at winning the batting title this year. He had 334 in 92 games last year. He's one of those dark horses well, it, that could.
1: There was almost a very rare occurrence. Wasn't there almost, uh, <laughs> I believe, the American League and the National League almost had both rookie batting averages broken last year. Almost. By really? Brian Reynolds oh. in Pittsburgh and Arrias in in Minnesota.
2: Yeah, Arrias was oh. I mean, just I mean, if you ask the casual baseball head if they know who Luis Arias is, let alone like what team he's on, I bet most of them don't know don't know who he is. Thank and I, I love Astudio. He's like my favorite player. I think he just does everything
0: baseball has to do a better job of promoting him because he's amazing he's like this little weird dude who can do anything but doesn't look like he should be able to do anything
2: and he never swings and misses no I I mean every 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 time he bats yeah I think that's what it is I and mean, every time he, uh, he struck out 3.9% of the time last year and walked 2.5% 2. and 200 point appearances, <laughs> he had eight strikeouts and five walks. So, if you're betting on anyone to put the ball in play, you bet on him because he yeah. swings at like everything and makes contact with everything. He's never going to get down to two strikes, let alone strike out. And same with so walking. If, if he saw four balls and in that bat, you probably should just take the pitcher out. Like it was a very uncompetitive at bat. If you throw four
0: pitches and he doesn't swing at any of them. My slow brain just caught up on something. We're talking about the Yankees and um, people coming back. It's not just Judge and Stanton, um, but uh, Andujar is going to be back next year, and he hit like I know if he, he If they don't trade
2: him last year, if they don't trade him, yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah, don't
0: think.
1: Point. Yeah, but Anduhar, if Andujar comes back, he's going to probably platoon in the DH role, right? Or take it back away from Murcillo.
0: is
2: really good defensively, isn't he? Yeah,
0: yeah. I, mean, I guess the thing with.
2: The thing with Anduhar is how many more home runs can he add? Like he can probably hit twenty-five to thirty home runs, but that is that even gonna add home runs to a team that hit three hundred home runs last year? I mean the average guy hit twenty five home runs for them last year. That's a good point. Thirty home runs. More than thirty home runs, actually. But who's yeah, playing second be, for them? Uh, Glaber. Well I guess he's at shortstop now, isn't he?
1: No, is Lamahu gonna go back to second
2: and Voigt gonna play? Yeah, first? that's probably what they'll that end up doing. Makes sense. Yeah. But now I yeah. think they have a lot less uh, like tolerance, I guess, for injury. I think they're, with DD gone, their middle infield, if someone gets hurt, they could be in a little bit of trouble. Like if Glaber gets hurt? Right. Then who's the shortstop? Yeah. Because if if LeMahieu gets hurt, you could probably fill somebody in. Right. You could put someone in a second, but I'm going to check their depth chart right was now. Le, was
1: was, was LeMahieu the most underrated baseball player of, of 2019?
2: I don't think so. I think he was probably overrated, at really? least amongst people on Twitter. I mean, he's a Yankee. How can he be underrated on the Yankees? I mean, I people mean, he thought was, he should have won MVP last year. I mean, he was great, I, I, he, but he was not that. The voters at
1: the voters at him what top four wasn't he?
2: I think he was like fifth, if I would have to guess. Okay, but he was five. well behind. He was well behind Bregman and uh, Trout. Well, right. people were putting him up I mean, there with them, but he. Like, Marcus Simeon was more underrated than him, I would say, last year. I mean, Simeon finished higher no, uh, in MVP voting, and he was probably a better player, too.
0: Yeah, I, I think I voted Simeon third in MVP, but I literally, like, I had a... Oh, you had a vote, didn't you? And I, yeah. I, like, I considered Simeon as, like, he might... Yeah. He was he was in the conversation. He ended up third behind. I went Bregman one, Trout two, Simeon three. They had Chapman up there in the top five somewhere. Matt Chapman. What is it? What is it like
2: having a having a vote?
0: For having a vote, thing? Um, it's a little intimidating because I've seen when people post their votes online and they've done a very bad job at it, and Twitter will just go ahead and let them know that it was terrible and they should be burned at the stake. And so uh, I was a little nervous, um, but you know I put a lot of work into it and made sure that I could defend my position and. I don't yeah, know. I mean, it's so yeah. Cool. I
1: wanna. I I gotta. I gotta ask why. Uh, why Bregman over Trout? I don't. I don't care either way. I just want to know why you
2: picked Bregman over Trout.
0: Yeah. So for me, the difference ended up being that um, Bregman played. Bregman slid over to shortstop when Correa was injured, so he played two different positions, helped the team there that way by being flexible and playing a position that was not like his normal big league position, and then Trout missed enough games with injury that I mean it was close. Uh, honestly, if somebody Said no, you can't do that. It has to be Trout one, Breaker two. I'd be like, "All right, that's fine." Like Trout deserved it too. So, um, yeah. But it was yeah, just the, the flexibility okay. to slide over and play shortstop.
1: Who, who, that's what who I. Would you go on the National League side?
0: Uh, I only, you only the got Theo. Oh, yeah, you, you just get to vote for one. Who,
1: who, who? Who would you have voted National League? Oh jeez.
0: I don't like. Honestly, <laughs> it took me like three hours to decide who I was going to vote for in AL. I am definitely not going to like snap judge and say any that one. No,
1: I, I asked. I asked that because a lot of people, at least what I read, especially on Twitter and such, and, and Jeremy, you guys can kind of go off on this, but was the concept that if you pick Trout one, you needed to pick Yelich one. If yeah. You didn't pick Trout one, you needed to pick Bregman one. I mean, I mean, uh, if you didn't Ballinger. pick Trout one you needed to pick Bellinger one. Yeah, like, they were going to be a... Yeah, yeah, that's
2: that's how I saw it, because Bellinger and Bragman had very similar arguments to each other. Like, they both played the full season. They moved around. They probably played better defense than the other guy did. And then Trout and Yelich were the guys that played 135 games, were better on a per-game basis, but at the same time, they didn't play every game. So I thought it was pretty similar. They were the better base runners, but... It doesn't matter because you d- didn't get to vote for both awards. I kind of like that you that each writer only gets to vote for one award. But I have to yeah, ask uh, me Levi, like, what is the actual process of like vote? Uh, is it you are you sending it, like a letter or is it like emailing to the BBW? I think it's uh, a letter, right?
0: Um, so they send you an email and they go, "You got ALMVP, so be ready for that." And then they finally send you like a link, and you just click the link and you go to a website and you just fill out one through ten. Um, oh, so it's
2: just like a like a like a google form or something like that or like a little bit yeah, more
0: basically it's basically a google form i think it used to be a mail-in uh like the hall of fame but that's crazy have,
2: that they can do that
0: i'm sure that's not very advanced. secure
2: right yeah man probably Thinking not about that because the hall the hall of fame is by i'm pretty sure it's by mail you're so you're yeah. in the bbwa how far are you away from getting a hall of fame vote or do you have one
0: uh i don't uh i think you have to be in the in the association. 10 years ten years and i i have been a member for two so um, gotcha so I've got so 2027
2: look out <laughs> 2028 yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah i'll be voting for the same guys then i'll be like uh, mike Trout or bellinger yeah yeah right that, that's actually kind of cool that they
2: they make you wait 10 years because at least for me like when i post like my mock hall of fame because i'm not in the bbwa and i probably will never be but i didn't watch a lot of these players play baseball and even if i was like 25 26 old enough to be in the bbwaa like Mm -hmm. there are some of these guys that like retired 10 years ago and then they weren't Mm -hmm. good they weren't really good until like five years before they retired so it's like 15 years before like a lot of these if you don't have the 10 year 10 year limit there you could have guys that some of these writers didn't even get to watch yeah play that they're having to vote for which i don't think is a good idea i don't think anyone under the age of like 30 should have a vote for that reason because if a guy played for 20 years and hasn't played for five, I mean, he, you missed half of his career because you were too young to know what was going on.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. It's a kind of a stroke of genius, the way that they did it to make sure that guys are voting only on players that they at least got. I mean, maybe you didn't see them in person, like, especially in the old days when there wasn't, you know, MLB TV or whatever, but you at least were aware of what they were doing. Like you understood their impact on the game. So
2: everyone hates like the 70 year olds voting, but I guess it's better to have 70 year olds voting than like, 25 year olds voting for that reason uh,
0: yeah i mean yes and no right so i'll play devil's advocate on this and say like if you're 25 you probably know how to navigate fan graphs and baseball reference and much better than the 70 year old guy who is just like mad about life and That's, is like oh, i'm gonna vote for only jeter like, uh, jeter
2: and omar viskel the two
0: best right. players on the ballot <laughs> like cool like what were your what were your like what was your process like on that? Like what why why'd you make that decision? Ah, you've never been around. I know what's going on. And like it's just I don't know. I yeah, I that do is think fair. you're right. I think the, that 25 I, I year olds tend ten- to vote ten-
2: better, but like 70-year-olds yeah. I've seven year olds definitely vote worse on average, I would say. And even me as a stack guy would say that there is more to the Hall of Fame than just like going on baseball reference or going on fangrafts, which is why I think it would be sure. tough to have just twenty and if you had a bunch of 25-year-olds voting, you'd have all of the same ballots. Most of these guys would cast the exact same ballots because they're seeing the same yep. thing as each other. And maybe it will be the yes. right ballot, but maybe it would be like too focused on stats and not like on like postseason success, which I think the younger people or like the more like sabermetrically inclined people would like overlook as like postseason success stuff like that. And like, there's no right way to vote, which is why I think that it is nice having like a wide range of people voting on this.
0: Yeah, no, I agree I saw, that it's frustrating you guys, sometimes, but yeah. Do you guys think
1: there should be a uh, MVP and a best player award? I know that that's ooh, kind of been going ooh. around the past couple of years, years um, because, you know, I, they're obviously, you know, a guy can be more valuable to his team than than anybody else. But at the same point, he wasn't the most valuable. He wasn't the best player in baseball.
2: I just think that they should rebrand the MVP award into the best player award, just so there's no confusion. Because I think some people vote on it like it's the best player award. And some people see the word valuable and they see like, oh, their team has to be in the playoffs or like they had to right. carry their why... team or something. And there's no right way to I... do it. But I think that with that, the wording matters. So if you like made in the rules that said it, like it was still called the most valuable player, but in the rules, it very specifically said you're voting for the best player in the season, not the most yeah. valuable player. Because in the rules, it says they don't have to be on the playoff team. But then some people make their own rules and say, like, actually, you can't be valuable if your team didn't make the playoffs, which I disagree with, but I can see where they're coming from. Yeah. Which is
1: my point. Like, I've always, I kind of wonder that myself. Like, should there, because I think that that's a, I think that there's a totally separate, you know, if, just for example, and this is, I'm not looking at numbers by any means, but if you take Mike Trout off the Angels, was he the most valuable player in baseball
2: to the angels maybe it, dep- it depends what you define as valuable because i'm sure he did bring in a lot of people to watch games where i mean it well, depends no. who is he valuable to I consider, is he valuable I to the team is he valuable wins, to the is like, owners is he
0: yeah is a financial then, value is it
2: right cuz then, like, then you'll have some people who say like beyond wins cuz then you'll have some people who like say yeah. that like okay well they actually have to they have to be paid on their rookie deal i've seen actually a couple of people say that because like how valuable can you be if you're getting paid $30 million Whoa. because you're taking away roster spots or like you're taking uh, away money for where that could have been used to sign someone else? So the MVP has to be someone getting paid 750000 dollars because it allows their team. I disagree with that. But that is a stance that honestly you could that's make the, Molly the case article, for that. Right? It is, I didn't know why. Yeah. You could I disagree with it, but the case could be made that if you were going by the by the word valuable and using financial like taking financials into account yeah. you can make that argument which I think is also kind of dumb. I think it should just be the best player award so valuable has no like meaning to ten different voters.
0: But yeah, Something what's your take? You. Best I, I just think uh if you call it best player award, that's gonna sound a little childish, but I think they should redefine the the voting like, you know what? Vote for the best player. And we'll still call it MVP, but the vote for the best player. Yeah, I, I think just, that I
2: just
1: I mean, I, I don't think the MVP will ever go away, which is why like that, that being titled and, and even the definition, I don't ever I, I doubt that it really changes. That's why I wonder if adding a best player award would be the easier route to go.
2: So then, so Taylor, to, fo- to follow up with that, then if you had both of those awards, would you say that would you want them to make the most valuable player, including the playoffs then and have them vote after the playoffs? currently they vote before I the think, playoffs. I,
1: I think mm-hmm. so, but like I think I, I think so. But my here's my like catch to that is at the same point that I say that, just because he was the most valuable guy in the playoffs doesn't mean he should be the MVP, if that makes sense. But I do think right that like I do think that the MVP if, if this is a this is in our dream world where we had the two awards. If you had two separate awards, I do think the MVP It it would if they didn't make if they didn't get deep into the playoffs, it needed to be a team uh, that shouldn't have ever got in that. So, you know, that somebody uh, just once again, for example, Josh Bell had an unbelievable year last year, right? Like he went off. Let's say the Pirates made the made the uh, postseason last year. If they would have made the postseason last year, you could have made the argument that Josh Bell was the most valuable player in baseball because they weren't ever really in that running with how good the Cardinals were and how good the Cubs were. Right. That's kind of the the
2: way, the way I look at it, sorry to cut you off, but the way I look at it, like going off of that point, if you are voting for like most valuable player and say that you have to be on a playoff team to make it, then you should not have any of your 10 votes going to a player that missed the playoffs. It's like hypocritical to say like, Oh, like the most valuable player has to be from a, from a non or from a playoff team but then like oh but trot was second more than everyone else even guys that were on like playoff teams like it's kind of like hypocritical in that way like you should be consistent in no, the way you vote
1: i i completely agree with you and i think the mvp should be voted on as the best player in baseball cuz that's what it is like if right. you are the best player in baseball you should win the mvp every year and i don't and i've i've said for years like even when you talk about any sport like i think championships are are really difficult, even playoffs are really difficult to define somebody by, unless you're talking about swimming or golf or tennis. Other right. than that, if you're talking about a team sport and you're talking about somebody's career, bringing in playoffs and championships really makes it difficult for me because all he can do is what he can do. You know, right? I, Dan, Mar- Dan Marino is one of the greatest of all time, but people are going to hold it against him forever that he didn't win a championship.
2: And to, to the people that think that you, like, have to be on a playoff team for, like, to be on your, like, most valuable player, then Marcus Simeon should have been, like, the overwhelming MVP last year. Like, Alex Bregman was on a playoff team, but did he make an impact on their team at all in the regular season? Like, yeah, he took over for Correa, but he doesn't play, and they still win the division probably over the A's. Yep.
0: But if Simeon's on the A's, they don't into, make the playoffs. So like, that absolutely affected my decision when I was voting, too. Like, I yeah, Simeon... The the A's don't make it with it, and Simeon and Chapman both like those two guys right. really carry the team. Chapman for a while is it. my
2: favorite player. I love, yeah. him. but and I even I would say that Simeon had a better year because Chapman had like one month where he just forgot how to hit. But yeah. I mean, if you if you're <laughs> saying that you have to be on a playoff team to to get the award, then if you're on a team that wins 110 games, you should also be disqualified from the not disqualified, but you should be in consideration either because you probably didn't impact your team that much, weren't made a difference right. between making the playoffs and not making the playoffs, or getting the wild card spot and making the playoffs. Or Getting the wild card spot and not making the playoffs,
0: I did. I did like, I think every team that makes the playoffs, I mean, you got 10 spots, right? Like, every team that makes the playoffs should have one guy on the ballot. Like, so for That's Tampa, fair. I'm, what was that I even voted for last year from Tampa? But like, Meadows. I had nine guys, and I looked at the playoff, uh, and I'm like, Tampa's making it, like, I gotta vote for somebody. Yeah, so. you had
2: Meadows 10. Yeah, Meadows. I'm looking at it right now.
0: There we go. Um, I think if your team makes the playoffs, if you are the best team on a, or the best player on a team that makes the playoffs, then you get at least one MVP vote,
2: maybe not a first place vote,
0: but you get some vote because there's somebody somebody provided that value. You got to the playoffs somehow. So going off of
1: what you said earlier, Jeremy, I know like a lot of people, I don't define it this way, but I've heard it defined as the best player on the best team. And I don't, I don't really agree with that. That's kind of going off of what you said. Um, you know, just because you won 110 games and you were the best player on that team doesn't mean you were the most valuable player. Um, but uh, I think it's difficult, and I'm glad I don't have to vote. I'll just say that.
0: All right. So <laughs> I have a question for you guys. Um, other than the like possibility of a best player award, if you had to invent a new award, what would that new award be?
2: Mm-hmm. Huh. That is... I feel like, like we would could go back to be... high school
0: and be like most likely to succeed, but I think that's basically rookie of the year. So <laughs> yeah.
2: I think it would be like, uh, it would have, I think I like the awards that are voted on by the players that are like okay. more subjective than like who was the most valuable player because I think a lot of players don't watch. I mean, Taylor, you can, you can actually say from your experience, but I think fans and writers watch way more baseball than players do. Players only watch, some players only watch the games that they're actually playing in. And that's probably not enough to determine who was the league-wide MVP. But I think if you had, like, the the players vote on, like, a just, like, some super subjective, like, who was, like, the, the, like best the smile. Nicest, nicest player, best smile, something like that, like, most annoying to play against, or something like that. Where, like, it's, like, no one's going to be mad that their player didn't win, and, like, the players, like, don't hate your favorite player or whatever. But it's also fun to see yeah. who, the players, who the players vote for. Like, who's the that's most the annoying most guy in the baseball to play against? I think awesome? the players should yeah, have I mean, to that vote on question. worst
0: player. Who was the worst player in the league as voted on by the players? That would provide some awesome controversy.
2: Was it I Jeff Mathis? We were talking about him before you uh, came yes.
0: on. <laughs> I'm just going to say, that, uh, yes, that's the answer to that question. See, I
1: don't, I don't think so. And here's why I tell you I don't think so. Because okay. before last year ended, Woodward was asking for that guy to come back. There's something to be said about that. I don't care what you did on the field. When your manager is asking for you to come back, like you're doing something positive in that in that clubhouse.
0: Oh, from a clubhouse perspective, absolutely. He and It would have been so much better if he didn't well. play at all. Well, there's if he was there, the manager. There's, there's that. <laughs> he is he is I, that
2: kind of guy, though. He is the future coach, though. Yeah,
0: I actually I asked know, John Day. Hey,
1: as the as a meeting, defensive money like, catcher, the, I'm all in on Jeff Mathis. Uh,
0: okay, and you know what? Everybody in the room loves the guy, and the, and there is value to that. They love him. He's very helpful. He prepares, like, to listen to even other catchers and to listen to the pitchers talk about what makes Jeff Mathis good. They all talk about his preparation and how, like, he he is never surprised. When he gets into a game, like, he knows what is going on. He adjusts well. Like, from a defensive standpoint, he is, like, having an extra coach or an extra analyst on the field with you. And so that's the sort of thing that doesn't really show up in the stat sheet, right? Like, the best – like there's no way to quantify. Like, okay, Mike Miner was a Cy Young candidate, and guess what? So was Lance Lynn. And both of those guys were good before, but were they Cy Young guys? Like, not really. So was yeah. that Jeff Mathis? Was that the analytics department going, hey, yeah. Lance Lynn, stop throwing so many fastballs in fastball counts. Maybe mix it up once in a while. Like it's it's a combined effort, right? Um, yeah, I don't want to
1: talk about Lance Lynn throwing fastballs in fastball counts because I've seen <laughs> a few of those go right by my bat, and it wasn't very fun. Yeah, well,
0: yeah I mean, uh, it's a good fastball, but... But yeah, got, so okay, he got, does got, provide got, value. Got, it's just his bat was abysmal. Like, his bat was awful. Yeah. I think his OPS was in the 400s, if I'm not mistaken. It was. I think that's I... I, think so I, I got, I'm 40. I, got, I just turned 40. I think my OPS would be probably, like, in the... Okay, that's wrong. It would be in the zeros, but... An average college player, their OPS would be in the fours, right? And then really Taylor, okay, what, so what do you what I, I do
2: you got, think? What what would I, I an average know. like what would an average like thirty year old like athletic, po- like played baseball in high school but didn't in college like how would how would that player do in the majors like what would their OPS be?
1: A guy that played in college
2: but now he's thirty. If he like, played in played in played in, play in high school, didn't play in college. Like was a solid high didn't, school player. Didn't, if, if okay, they didn't like an average adult uh, that played baseball when he was a kid how would he do in the big leagues not not yeah like what what is what what is like no. how many hits would he have if you give if you put him out there for a full season like would he have three or no
1: yeah he'd have three hits but they I'd, i don't and and it would be simply because he would run into something
2: you know yeah, I, right
1: I'd, i believe and you know you would you would run into something you'd bloop something
2: he'd probably like, strike out 80 percent of the time at least probably it, more than it that it would be it would yeah, it'd be it'd be bad.
0: It'd be really bad. <laughs> I mean, I'm basically um, the guy you guys are describing, except that I'm just turned 40 instead of 30. But like, I played in high school. I was I was good in high school, but not good enough to play in college. And I think my OPS would be like 0.30 if I played <laughs> if I got 600 plate appearances in the big leagues. Like
2: 10 for 600, 10 singles,
0: 520 strikeouts. <laughs> and then you have to factor in also like. That first day, you're super excited, right? Like, hey, I am the- i know I don't belong here, but I'm in the big leagues. Like, this is awesome. I'm probably going to strike out five times. Who cares? But, like, by mid-May, when you've got everybody in the stadium booing you at every turn,
2: like,
0: it's- <laughs> no, I'm sure that che- would they'd be They'd be cheering.
2: They would be cheering, I feel like. Not the home they- team. They'd have to figure out what's up. Like, they'd have to be like, okay, this guy never played baseball since, like, high school. My team's still playing him out there. Someone lost a bet here. I think he'd They would be like so the, mad.
0: Like maybe the <laughs> Orioles could get away with that this year,
2: and no one would even notice. <laughs> like, there'd <be> like, <laughs> right? There'd be like there'd be like there'd be like ten writers who would say something, and then they would say something, and everyone else would notice, but the casual fan would not know about this player until like May,
0: because like no one cause they're the
2: Orioles and like <laughs> the, the really Orioles cares? beats
0: would be like yeah they're tanking and they got the first pick again, so that guy gets an MVP vote because that was the value they were looking for this year.
2: <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I could play decent it's, it's second base. Awesome. I feel like I could play like not like not like below not like average or like even below average. I'd probably still be the worst in baseball if I was out at second base, but like I wouldn't look absolutely terrible. Like I can actually feel a little you, bit and,
1: if and I I'm told old you enough. The hardest ball, if I told you the hardest ball I ever hit was hit to second
2: base, would you still want to play second base? I mean, I'd be standing probably 20 feet into the grass. Like it wouldn't even need to be a shift for me to be doing that. Like I'd be standing in the shift spot. No, like I and I feel like like I'd be scared as hell. I'd probably have to practice a lot, and I'd probably be like at least thirty runs below average. But I wouldn't be.
0: <laughs> wait, 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 wait! I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you say I'd probably have to practice a lot to play in the yeah, big leagues?
2: Well, like, like I I haven't played baseball in a little while, <laughs> but like in order to not make a fool I don't out think of I myself completely, yeah. In order to not make a complete, utter fool of myself, like, if I had big league practice and I had, like, the work ethic, I feel like I could actually not be horrible. But I don't have right. either of those things, which is why I'm not that good at baseball.
1: <laughs> this conversation <laughs> has gone way left.
2: Let's talk about the Rangers. We have hold Levi on. Weaver, and yeah, we haven't even on. talked much an- about the
1: Hold on. I want to answer the award question. I got one for you.
2: Okay. Uh, oh, yeah.
1: I, I think a cool award would be – uh, it, it's two of them, but, it, like, same thing. But it would be – Uh, most feared pitcher and most feared hitter to face.
0: Yep.
2: And have it voted on by the players, because that would be something
1: that that would be cool, you know.
2: Yeah. Uh, And you could have, like, random guys just, like, being, like, especially random pitchers, like, random pitchers, random relief pitchers that some guy struck out a couple times against in a series, and they're like, I never want to see this guy again. It wouldn't all be, like, Max Scherzer. It would probably be, like, Josh Hader winning the award in the National League or something like that.
0: So but we did this. In- the Athletic did. Yeah. The, and we did a, like a, an anonymous player survey, and we had our writers ask players in all of our locker rooms. And that was one of the questions of like who was the most feared, or oh, yeah? who was the most Who's feared won? hitter. Uh, I don't remember who won off the top of my head. I just remember it's being behind the paywall. Surprised. Yeah, right. I, I'm <laughs> I remember being really surprised that there was an Astros reliever, um, the guy with the weird name, a lot of uh, sorry, say that again.
1: Davinsky. Yes,
0: yeah, Chris Davinsky. One of one of the Rangers guys mentioned Chris Davinsky. I was like, I don't know what I, it is about him. I just I can't was, touch. Dude,
1: I was just about to say the reason I think it would be cool is because I think that baseball fans would learn a lot more names because yeah. because like it's not always the guys that are really good. I told you I faced Lance Lynn and he struck me out. I faced him twice and he struck me out in two at-bats and seven pitches. Like it was the easiest thing <laughs> Lance Lynn's ever done in his whole life. But like that wasn't the scariest at-bat I've had in the big leagues, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, do I think I'd get it? Did I, you know, I, I didn't want to have that at-bat because I didn't want to strike out. But at the same point, I wasn't fearing that at-bat. And so I think that, I think you would get that all over baseball. Even with even with Josh Hader, I, I'm, there are plenty of righties that probably aren't scared to face him. Yeah. You know, because you know is, what you're going to get.
0: Is a guy who throws really hard and is kind of, like, effectively wild, is that way more scary just because you might catch one in the jaw?
1: The dude from, um, I can't think of his name, the guy from
0: um, Tampa.
1: What's that guy, the lefty that throws 100?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I can't remember his name either.
1: But anyway, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely think that plays a role into it, like, you know. And and then there's those guys that are just flat out gamers, dude. Like they go yeah. out there and and those and those guys are scary. Like that that's that's not scary, but like those are feared guys, you know. Like like Max Scherzer, right? Going out and facing Max Scherzer, like you know, I mean, everybody's seen the the gifs online of of him in between pitches, you know, like <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just a psycho like the family, right. So, but I, I think that would be a I think that would be a fun public award. Yeah,
2: I agree. Okay, cool. let's get
1: on. Let's get on to your
2: Rangers. <clears throat> the Rangers. Okay. What do you think about the Rangers going into the twenty twenty season?
0: Well, it's certainly been a more uh, interesting offseason this year <laughs> than it has been in years past. I mean, they got Kluber. They traded Mazzara. Um, they kind of. Uh, just, Speaking of swinging and missing, they did not get Rindon because they didn't get a chance to match anything. They thought they were going to get a chance to maybe match an offer uh, as best I can ascertain from sources. And they basically just had one meeting with Boris and then never heard from him again. So, um, But I think, man, that, that rotation of Lynn Miner, and Kluber, and then you've got Kyle Gibson and Jordan Lyles behind. So that's a whole lot better than... Last year where they were like, well, maybe Shelby Miller and Drew Smiley are going to be good again. Um, They weren't. (laughs) And they weren't. I think the rotation is really kind of exciting this year. And the other cool thing it does, I mean, it sucks for these guys who thought they were probably going to be in the big leagues in 2020. But now your Nashville rotation is like Joe Palumbo, Brock Burke, Taylor Hearn. Colby Allard, Ariel Harado, all of those guys with big league experience. And they're getting another year in the minor leagues to kind of like get seasoned, put the finishing touches on, and then they're the next guy up when somebody gets hurt. So, And then that pushes the next wave of guys, so like your Tyler Phillipses and whatever, like those guys are going to be in double A. And all of a sudden, the Rangers are like, after decades of this being absolutely not the case, they're kind of a pitching first organization now, which is really interesting. And then, you know, yeah, the offense, uh, that, there's was a lot of that holes,
1: rotation, so. That, dude, that, that rotation, <clears throat> we talked about it before the show, before you got on, too, and, like, it's it's one of those rotations to me that if those guys, like, if, if Kluber is who he was two years ago, Lynn and, and Miner, who were they were last year, Lyle's shows his second half from last year, Kyle mm-hmm. Gibson's got, is the uh, winningest pitcher ever at target field. So, I mean, really, that's a good rotation.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's a very low it, it, bar to hold someone to. <laughs> yeah. Well. Okay. Here's,
1: here's, here's, he is He is fine, though. He guys... is
2: fine. He is fine.
1: Hey, you guys probably can't answer this, but do you know who Kyle Gibson uh, passed for uh, that record?
0: No. Uh, at Target Field? Was it like uh, Glenn Target Perkins Field. or something? Nope. You
2: know, I mean, it was it a was name like. Joe Nathan. There's no way it was Joe nope. Nathan, right? No, no it wasn't. Irvin Santana. No, nope.
1: or he was a starter with them.
2: I guess Irvin Santana only pitched a few years for them.
1: This guy, this guy pitched uh, in the big leagues. As I don't think he pitched in the big leagues last year, but he pitched in the big leagues in 2018 for sure. Brian Densing.
2: Brian Densing. Densing. Duns- wow. Yes. Is he? Uh, is he in Brian the Cubs organization Duns- still?
1: He was, he was, uh, I be- he was, and he's, dude, he's an awesome dude, but I just, I was with him, I don't remember That's where it funny. was, but I was
2: with him when Gibson passed it, and he goes, hey, he goes, uh, do you know Gibson how many did, wins you know whatever. Whatever it was?
0: It was I don't. probably like 20. <laughs> I don't how many wins
2: it was? was but... Like, what was the actual record? It was probably like 25. <laughs> I mean, he only has 46 wins. You said it was the wins record? It was the it was wins at target, at target field. field. Yeah, it probably I can I check know. right it now. But yeah, that is an interesting. Anyway, that's, that's that's cool that you know that.
1: Okay, here's another interesting. This is another interesting. Uh, this is one of my favorite trivia questions. It's a two part question. The first part is going to be kind of obvious
2: because I'm asking the question. Can you? It is 20 wins, by the way. He was 2019 what, there. Dunsing okay. was 29. So I guess it's more than it's more than 20 now it was 21 yeah whatever it is but he broke it yeah um sorry yeah okay so
1: can you have a higher batting average than you do on base percentage the yeah, answer is obviously because i'm you know, yeah i was okay you know that i love I, I love that one i actually played with a guy in, How would 2015, I not know that? in 2015 i played with a guy that it, it happened we were in it was like june he was the last player in professional baseball major leagues minor leagues independent leagues to walk
2: yeah exactly you have to not walk a lot and you have to have like a couple sacrifice fly- or i guess if you don't walk at all you can have like one you sacrifice have, fly and it would bring it down yeah i first learned yeah, I that in be the show in my 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 career my player thing because i never walked and i'm like wait like i learned like 10 <laughs> years ago like why is my on base lower than my batting average and then i eventually learned why because you look at the formulas and you see the differences the sacrifice flies. Because for some reason sacrifice flies count against your Counting on base and not your against your batting, batting average. average. Yeah. It should be one way or the other for both. But whatever. Yeah. What's your follow up? Uh, Levi
1: I, I it was just an interesting trivia quick oh I thought
2: you had a uh, uh no 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 okay.
1: uh Levi does does yes I, I'm a huge Willie Calhoun fan. I think uh I just like the kid. I've played against him a bunch in the minor leagues. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was, I played against him in, let's see, what would that have been 17 when I thought he was arguably the best hitter in the PCL. He had 30 home runs and 50 strikeouts. Um, do you think that, do you think this is like, that's that end of the year, little streak he went on. Do you think it's, I, I think it's real. Like I, I've seen him hit and I think he can really hit. Do you think like, are you guys excited about that? Like, are you ready for that?
0: Yeah, I mean, ever since he got here, it's been this like, it's been a real journey for him because he was out of shape and he was hitting pretty well at the big league level and they sent him back down. And then, you know, it was spring training and he came into camp and he wasn't in shape and he was hitting pretty well and they sent him down and he was like, what do I got to do? And so then last spring training, he comes into camp. He's done the entire offseason like routine. He's lost 25 pounds. He's not playing video games at night. He's not eating after like 7 p.m. or whatever. I mean, he's dropped significant amount of weight. He's he's been going on runs every like other day with coaches. And he comes in and he's one of the first players that is like cut from big league camp. And he's just like dude, I did everything you asked me to do. What is the deal? And I think, I don't know. I still haven't gotten a really great answer about why it was that, I mean, in 2018, the team kept Carlos Tochi, their Rule 5 pick, on the big league squad, like, all season long. And meanwhile, Willie Calhoun is in, like, Triple A, just, you know, raking. And the kid was frustrated, and understandably so. And I... I mean, obviously, he couldn't play center field. Toji could, I guess, but whatever. Like, Toji was not a big leaguer and he's not signed by to anybody right now. Long story short, yes, I am ready for Willie Calhoun to just be in the big leagues and not have to worry about, am I about to get sent down again? Is, you know, what's for this right, right. confusing reason? Like, I don't really fully understand why I'm getting sent down, what's happening. I'm just ready for him to relax and go hit. And I think his defense is probably always going to be suspect, but if he keeps working as hard as he has the last couple of years, I think he can be an okay left fielder. And then when Shinsu Chu is gone, then he can just go be a DH and just hit the ball. And I I
1: think he's he's always been able to do that. Yeah, he's really, really talented (laughs) offensively.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think think he is a very good, could-be, borderline great big league hitter. And I'm excited to see him play. And it's crazy. Like, talk about, like, end of season things like he had one and then Rugnet Odor had one and everyone rolled their eyes like, yeah that's another hot streak we get it like you've done this before but Odor like listening to him talk he was saying different things in September he was talking about the hitting coaches and what they are doing and like basically talking about actually making adjustments not just I'm trying to see my pitch and hit my pitch which is what those conversations always were before Um I'm interested to see if he might have finally turned a corner. And then Ronald Guzman as well. Like, he was really bad for the first part of the season as he tried to sort of make his swing a little shorter or a little more compact and eliminate some of the movement. And it was just... He was bad. He was he was lost at the plate, and so he had such a triple-A. He was down there longer than I expected. But when he came back, he had, like... I don't have the numbers in front of me, but he, he had something like 330 in September when he yeah, came he back, won, too. Yeah, he
1: a little tear, too, yeah.
0: And so yeah, I it, know, like...
1: Do you, do you, do, do you miss interviewing Anthony Iaposi?
0: <laughs> I love Anthony. That dude has dude. more energy than any coach I have ever met. Like, he's crazy.
1: Post Pose is one of my favorite. And, and Jeremy, he's the well, you probably know. He's a hitting coach for the Cubs now. But, yeah,
0: yeah. Um I always thought
1: it was awesome. I thought
2: I when I read his name, I thought it was like a lowercase owl. I was so confused. Like, yeah. I had not I hadn't really heard of him that much until like he was in the like the Cubs thing But whenever i thought everyone typed it with like a lowercase how i'm like what are you doing because like Hi. the eyes are just i that's what i thought it was i like i said it for like <laughs> a couple days like that until someone like was like dude like it's it's an eye i'm like oh because it looks the same I, I was so i don't know why i didn't put that together anyways
1: but yeah that's he he's 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 awesome and i'm sure his interviews are as amusing as they come
0: yeah, uh, he he only went on the record with me a couple of times because I really, that's really all I needed him for. But he was very, he was a lot of fun to talk to. Very high energy.
2: Yeah,
0: um, yeah, I like that dude. And uh, you know what? I like the new guys too. But yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty easy to get along with. So
2: well, Levi, you I'm any... not, I'm... Oh, you go go for it, Taylor.
0: No, okay. go ahead.
2: Oh, Okay, uh, I, was I was gonna, gonna ask, ask Taylor. Oh,
0: go ahead. Oh. Go 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 go.
2: No, 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 you go, you go.
0: Okay. Did you have much interaction with um Tony Barnett when he was sort of up and down oh, there last year?
2: Yeah, man, me yeah, me me and Tony
1: me and Tony hung out a bunch, especially in spring training. We hung out a lot. Okay. Um good. Go ahead.
0: No, Tony's my guy. Like oh. you're not supposed to make friends oh, with players. Yeah. And so I, you know, I was professional yes, when he was there. Tony's
1: Yeah, Tony was great. He uh you know, I we don't really no I'm gonna be honest, like we don't really know what happened. Like we know as much as as everybody else knows. Like he kind of yeah. just went home. I don't. I don't know. You know. I don't know what what happened. I. I'm assuming everything. I hope everything's okay. I'm assuming everything's okay. Um, but but yeah, he's awesome. I actually. So I have another connection to one of your Rangers coaches. and I lived. Uh, I lived in Phoenix next to Don Wakamatsu when I was oh, growing yeah. up. I used to. I used to walk his daughters to like the bus in the school. Um, yes.
0: So walk is great. Do you know about his uh, his foundation that he's doing, like the the, the with food? Uh. Uh-uh. uh So he's basically like trying to fix um, hunger in the inner cities, and so a lot of times, like companies will just give food to big league organizations because they want the they want to become like the official granola bar of the Texas Rangers or whatever. Right. Right. And a lot of it ends up going to waste, and so through there, um, they've got this like academy here in Dallas. And through that and a lot of local food banks, he's like working to eliminate, um, like what's the word? Like food scarcity basically to eliminate hunger for, for children. Yeah. And then his parents' farm, he's converting into a nonprofit. And I think the plan is to like have a restaurant up there and people will come and eat at the restaurant and it's all stuff that was grown on the farm. But then that money will go back to raising other food that will then be distributed to food banks in the pacific northwest where that his family's farm is so like he's doing a lot of good
1: yeah that's that's really really cool really cool um all right jeremy i think we're getting about to uh about to our spot about to our 60 minute mark um anybody anybody have a so levi you heard our last uh our last poll question so, yeah. do either of you two have a good poll question for us this week?
2: I'll put Levi on the spot here because I feel like we should have the we should have the guest pick the uh
1: yeah you should, poll you should yeah.
2: Sure. Okay, it could be
0: anything. Uh, it could be
2: literally anything that like is not an obvious answer that we we can make a poll on Twitter for. Yeah. Ooh.
0: So uh, so no more than four options.
2: Right, and uh, if it's like a number yeah. thing, we can like make ranges, I guess, if you want yeah, to. Yeah, it. yeah, but, yeah.
0: Oh man. All right. Um, all right, let's do this. If it's going to be on Twitter, uh, which of the ideas that were, that were thrown out for, uh, an award is the best idea. So you got what best player as opposed to MVP. You've got a uh, worst player voted on by the players. You've got, um, most intimidating to face or scariest to face. Do we have a, do we have a fourth option? Was well, there let's another just do one that let's, was...
1: just do, let, let's just do well let's just, let's we'll go we'll go one by one and say what yours is and we'll have our those three options will be up I'll say mine is my option for for award would be uh the yeah the the most feared to face as a pitcher and most feared to face as a hitter would be mine
0: okay mine would be What's worst yours? worst player because I think it's funny and it would put would a it, lot be like, of it would be
2: like an anonymous spot. vote right
0: no. Oh. It has to oh, be. You no. have to be on the record, and that would just create so much. <laughs> no one,
2: no one would do that. The players' association the would world. not let that happen. Anonymous, I, I could sort. I mean, that probably wouldn't happen, but it, it's we more did. realistic. We did, we did know. ask the
0: players off the record about most overrated, and a lot of them answered as long as it was off the record. Um, but no, I want worst player voted on by the players because then I want that, like that, four A shortstop to come up the next year and be like, yeah, you know what, Max Scherzer said I was the worst player in the league. I'm going to get him. Like I want to I want to yeah. create beef. That's fair?
1: That's, hey, create excitement. What? I guess. I, mean, I guess. Hey, it's it's going to go in the poll. What do you got, Jay? I got
2: ga- I guess I'll come up with a new one because mine would have been like most annoying to face, but I guess it's kind of the same thing as you're saying, Taylor. So I'll instead um, make it a most valuable writer award where the players have to vote on the best baseball writer. Oh, wow, all right. You guys can see how like it, it feels. You guys can see how it feels.
0: <laughs> I like it.
2: This is a great idea. It'd just be Ken
0: Rosenthal every year until he dies. But you know what? I like it.
2: I'm sure there are some other like underrated
0: beat writers that would get some love
2: from the players.
0: I mean, would you... So are, I'm, I'm getting into the weeds here, but like, are you suggesting there is a local... Local vote and then a like a league wide national vote because it's gonna be passing or Rosenthal or yeah or yeah, yeah, yeah I so guess that, that's that, fine
1: he's got a good point yeah so I guess yeah, yeah I guess that's fine
2: ah uh, yeah or you can say like you have to vote like one guy that's like local one guy like one national writer and then like one guy that's like another beat writer for like a different team so like a non
0: local non national guy if that makes okay, sense okay how, so how about players how about do you think this? players pay that much attention to other beats?
2: I'm sure – I mean, they get interviewed a little bit by – I actually don't know the if they do or not. Jeremy,
1: Jeremy, here you go. Jeremy, I'll let you take mine, okay? And I'll come up – I got I got another one.
2: Fine. Um, go for it. I'll, I'm going to change it to most annoying player, though, if that's okay.
1: I, okay. Most annoying player to face. My, yeah, yeah, okay, most annoying player to face. I will take – I want the best – I want the sixth tool award. I want – somebody in baseball to win the award for doing something better than anybody else has ever done it and let me give you an example of that javi baez is the best tagger, tagger in the game in the history of the game that is a sixth tool to me
2: so I when he went every year a
1: sixth tool award no because he could win one year but then the next year who knows somebody else maybe the best slider he, maybe
2: Javi was bad at tagging the next year <laughs> But yeah, I mean, so like, oh, so like but, they would right, say the player or, or, yeah. and the tool, then so like they would say Javier Baez tagging as like their vote.
0: Yeah, I could see that.
2: Yeah,
0: so like, would so like what, what would come
2: cool. would like robbing home runs be a tool, or does that like fall into deep? Absolutely, defense? yes, Abs-
1: no, absolutely.
2: Gotcha, I mean, dude. So, like, honestly, a very specific honestly, subset of like,
1: dude, this see, this goes really deep. This goes into exactly what Levi was talking about earlier. Jeff Mathis could win for best at calling a game. Like yeah. this goes really deep. Like Well, I
2: feel like the way you'd have to, to do this award is like have everyone have all the players like make their like like nominate someone and then you take like the five most chosen things yes. and have like a poll. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that would be the best way. Because
2: it would be tough if you were just having guys like pull something out of like out of nowhere and like I don't know. That's a very open ended yeah, award, no, but it would I, totally I... work if you had them choose between. That would totally be cool. I might I even like vote it. for yours then. <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right
1: well, all right guys well i appreciate we, it, levi
2: yeah thank you for coming on on short notice him yeah, yes, like six pleasure. hours ago
1: <laughs>
2: but
0: yeah sorry uh, that i was and- uh cooking potatoes when it was time to jump on the podcast <laughs> it's all good Hot potatoes
1: uh no yeah all right. it's all good man we appreciate it and uh all the listeners thank you guys uh, next episode coming shortly uh, hopefully have another special guest. Hopefully get Devin back. I'm sure everybody missed Devin. Um, and shout out to Devin. Let me give this shout out to Devin real quick. Uh, Levi, I don't know if you've seen our, our new logo on Twitter, but I was asked – and you'll appreciate this. The two college freshmen won't appreciate it as much as, as as you will. Somebody sent me a message on Instagram right after it got posted and said, uh, are you doing your podcast with Slater? <clears throat>
2: <laughs> saved by the
1: bell so you'll have to go look at the picture and uh maybe
2: that'll happen yeah the logo is awesome so, check out the new logo everyone out there if you haven't seen it i really love it yeah
0: but yeah everybody, everybody again thank
2: you. thank you for coming on course, go rangers yeah.
0: happy, yeah, to do uh, do great, uh, happy uh, New Year! happy new year yeah you guys too have nice. a good have a good
1: 2020 it. see
0: ya. all right bye